welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Good morning. Uh, we are uh, in our series on uh, uh, the life of prayer and uh, connecting to the Spirit, uh, the life of the Spirit through uh, our Holy Spirit with God who is in us. And uh, we keep talking about and reminding everybody that uh, think of the disciples uh, for three years. They were with Jesus walking uh, through life um, all over uh, Israel. And um, every day he would, he would have life with them and, and they mm-hmm. would just be in conversation and discussion. Yeah. And he would, he would say things and they would ask questions and he would challenge them and they would experience things. And, you know, how does this work and how come? And uh, that's what prayer is all about is mm-hmm. we're in that beautiful opportunity to just be in dialogue with him. Um, and we get to do that with each other, uh, with our spouse, with our friend, with our inner circle. And together, we are processing what uh, really what uh, Solomon prayed for is help me to have a heart to know mm-hmm. and then give me the ability to know. Right. Uh, give me the ability to hear what you have to speak to me, which is going to be spiritual and mm-hmm. you're going to relate to me things, insight and truth and, and wisdom that I can't get on my own. Right. Because I am you in know, a relationship with him. Yep. As we, um, as we're talking about this, I'm struck by the fact that, um, I don't know about everybody else, but sometimes, um, we have the tendency and even though, you know, you and I teach on this and, uh, Dan and I have conversations with people all the time on this, you know, we find ourselves having to be reminded the same, the same principles. And just the other day, um, Anna and I were having a day and it's so funny. And I bring this up because I think about the example you talked about with Solomon and how he so humbly just wanted that discernment on everything. That was that humility. And I think sometimes we do put prayer in the category as you're talking about the disciples, it was day in, day out, even the little things we tend to think it has to be big enough for us to bother God with that. It has to be you know, so important. And we do have big issues that we need to be seeking and dialoguing with, but he wants to be in those little everyday things too. Right. And Anna and I, Anna was home um, over break and we were out and we had an agenda for the day. I don't know if you've ever done this, but we had an agenda and it was a packed agenda. We were going to accomplish so much and we were super proud of ourselves we were heading out and I am telling you at every turn with everything we did, we hit a wall. I mean, <laughs> nothing, nothing could have gone more awry 
than it did. I mean, in the silliest of ways, we were, it was almost comical how poorly the day was unfolding that we just couldn't accomplish anything that was on our list. And, you know, we keep, you know, we're, we're strong and capable women. We are independent. We are intelligent. We can logically just push our way through. And so we're trying to steamroll through everything and just keep going. And we finally, you know, hit one more wall and Anna, you know, out of the mouths of babes, she looks at me, she's like, mom, don't you think it's probably time we stop and ask God what he has to say about our list? <laughs> and I'm like, you are still right. You know, because how many times do we do? I mean, it's the little things. We just think we've got that. We don't need to ask you what, ask you what you have to say about these things. But when you talk about, you know, there was a verse you shared just the other day about, you know, discerning good and evil and the evil being the annoyances. We had a day of annoyances. And if we had just stopped and paused and we did, then at that point, we kind of both laughed because like, we know better than this. We know better. So we literally pulled over in the parking lot and stopped and prayed and asked for God to give us discernment over navigating the rest of the day. And for us to surrender and to stop steamrolling through what we had to say and to listen to how he wanted to lead. And the way the day shifted at that point was incredible. But it was it was literally almost comical. And I do think about that as so many times we think it's the big things. And he's like, no, it's in the daily even. It's right. it's even these little things that it is important. This is learning to walk with me 24-7 and to stay in my will and my kingdom. And you're going to hit annoyances. But guess what? I can navigate if you will actually take time to slow down and ask me and let me in on this. <laughs> yeah. And it's... um. Uh, you know, one of the questions that I do hear God say uh, to me and to others, uh, both at a at a uh, kind of a these big milestones, but also in the small stuff like you did, is that um, when we're not, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're kind of just walking on our own power, like like yes. you kind of said. Well, we're just we're just trying, 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 uh, and it was it didn't even hit you at the moment, right? Well, wait a minute, we should be asking God, it's like, well, we'll just try this. Let's try this, try this. Um, particularly when people get into situations and they haven't asked God much about it for a long time. Right. You know, is that God, the, 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 the question I hear, and he says this to me, you know, how's that working out for you? Uh, <laughs> you know, is that, and, and he kind of is, is one thing he said to you two in a, in a way is, well, today, How's it working out for you? Well, right. not not great. Oh, by the oh, yeah. well, why why is that, daughter? Well, you because didn't check in with uh, me on this. <laughs> you forgot to ask me even about this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, re- keep reminding. I want to remind you. I'm here. I got and it. it was a small and gentle and kind of comical correction. Yeah, I, I, it was a correction. <laughs> I, I, I can do it. You know, I can do it. And uh, and so the big things, the small things, and. When, and, you know, and, and that's kind of uh, what struck, you know, uh, your daughter is that, well, <laughs> this ain't working out too well. Maybe we should, <laughs> we should go back to God and say, what do you got to say about this? You know, and, yeah. and God said, exactly. Uh, and, and whether it's a big thing or a small thing is when you start to recognize, well, wait a minute, yeah, something, something's not right here. Mm-hmm. Um could you, and God says, well, I, I can tell you right now something that I want to show you. Um, you know, we've had uh, Dave Dunkel and Melissa on. Uh, Dave's part of a church that is um, 
building a new building. They 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 mm-hmm. sold their building. Uh, they've bought another facility, and now they got a place where they can build a sanctuary. Um, and they're meeting in some of the rooms, but they can't meet in the big room yet because they don't have a permit. Uh, so uh, we were just, you know, talking. Uh, actually, we were, we were Dave and I disciple a group of uh, uh, CEOs, and it was just sharing, you know, how things going. And, and it's like, hey, Dave, how's it going? Um, and he just said, well. Um, we're still, we still don't have our permit Mm -hmm. and there's all kinds of roadblocks and we can't do anything because it's been now weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And and they keep telling us we're going to have it, but we don't have it. Um, and so it was, you know, God struck both of us to say, wait a minute, that's, you gave them that building. Mm -hmm. You have, you want them to finish it. So something's not right. Right. Uh, so you know what? Let's just go pray. God, what do you got to say about that? You know, and we heard both Dave and I heard. Well, you're get you got a little bit lazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this oh, is interesting. A, this is a spiritual thing, mm-hmm. and you need to take authority over the spiritual part. That the enemy is roadblocking you, and you didn't come and say to me, "Well, what do you got to say about this?" Mm. And what I'm going to tell you, take authority; it'll be done. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, and, and this is cool about the, the life of God. He didn't say, because you didn't pay attention and mm-hmm. you got lazy, then you're just going to get stuck with this problem. Right. Now that you understand. What about now? Now that yeah. you understand something and you have a heart to hear it, mm-hmm. here's my answer. Take authority. I'm giving you authority mm-hmm. in the name of Christ under my authority my will is for that to happen. Pray, pray that way. It's come against mm-hmm. the enemy. You, you stand. He has to flee. So Dave and I did. The next day, got the permit. That's awesome. That's uh, awesome. I'm thinking as you're sharing that. Just also, if you don't mind me sharing another example, but it's fun to see how unique. You know, in that particular case, God, God told you a very specific instruction. He said, "Take authority. This yeah. is what's actually going on." And yeah. so y'all did that. Um, we were navigating a move with my mom again recently. And, you know, another one of those, a lot of things went wrong in the move itself. And I was trying to navigate from here and stopped and asked God, you know, what do I do? And, and he told me to call and leave a message for this particular manager to talk to him. And then I'm like, I'm not hearing back. I'm not hearing back. God, what do you want me to do? And I felt like he said, no, go ahead and send an email and then stop. You, you wait until you hear back. And I'm like, okay, well, that's weird because now it's like three days past the move. And I would, I know my mom would like resolution and God's instruction to me was simply wait. And I'm like, okay, I'm trusting you had already had the steamroll day with Anna. So he reminded me steamrolling doesn't work. Um, so follow my instruction, you wait. And sure enough, that next morning, I get a phone call from a manager who had been out of town the entire week, unaware of what was going on. And so by not calling, I didn't deal with anybody else except this particular person and the resolution that he immediately, this was resolved in a five minute conversation above and beyond what I would have even considered asking him for to make things right. Um, but God needed me to wait and not force my way into talking to another manager until this guy came back in town. Mm. 
which, and I had no idea he was even out of town. And it's funny because in that <laughs> conversation with him, he's telling me, he's like, you know, I'm so sorry. This, this is what happens when, when I go away, um, the management just, you know, doesn't, the rest of them don't step in to do this as well. And I see exactly what you're saying. The complaint was, I see it clearly. I want to make this right. And I will, and this is what I'm going to do. But if I had steamrolled it, you know, if God had not given me that other little warning earlier and I had proceeded through, then, you know, I probably would have gotten through to some other manager who didn't have the clarity, who wasn't, whose God's heart had prepared to really do well by mom in it and all of this. So instruction, again, is very specific. Sometimes he's going to say, take authority. Sometimes he's going to say, take an action. Sometimes he's going to say, wait, yep. I'm moving pieces. Right. Um, and so we need to not assume anything. Even as we hear these different examples, we should see these examples and say, look at the uniqueness and the creativity and how God spoke. The key, the commonality is the humility and the asking and the expecting an answer. Right. And then being willing to step in and follow it. Yeah. And follow uh, with and that's the, uh, you know, that's the whole process of the dialogue of prayer is, uh, he says, keep moving it to a much more pure level mm-hmm. of, okay, here's where we are. Uh, what do you have to say? Oh, you got a little bit lazy. Okay. He said, don't worry about it. Um, what do you want us to do? Well, take authority. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like he said to you, here's my instruction. I'm putting things together right. that you need to understand and that follow me by understanding clarity and then don't don't go go ahead of me and mm-hmm. don't and don't lay, lag behind me you can don't stay with right. me I'm, I'm about right. ready to, to put it in and it's a purity of no presumption and he doesn't you can't think of what happened yesterday is the same not thing a formula it's not a formula right. so when joshua you know was told march around the city seven times at jericho and blow the trumpet mm-hmm. and the walls are going to fall in that's how you're going to conquer Jericho. Well, again, what we would have done would say, great, that was a great technology, great technique. I'll do that every city. <laughs> I'm going every city. I'm going to march around and blow the trumpet. And God mm-hmm. said, no, ask me now. What do I have to say now? Mm-hmm. And he never did it again, interesting enough. Right. Uh, so don't use a formula. Use the beauty. And, and what you're describing is, None of us are to say, well, of course I should. Right. He just said, well, why don't you just ask me and then mm-hmm. be open to hear what I have to say. Uh, so we're, we'll actually go through another example with that. Uh, a beautiful one, actually, uh, that describes an element of this. Go to Second uh, Chronicles 13, uh, 1 to 22, a little bit long, but it's worthy of reading. And, and the, this is uh, King Abijah of Judah. All right. Oh, this looks like it's got some words to read, huh? <laughs> this is, this the is always year, a cha- challenge for you to, yes. have to read it. <laughs> In the 18th year of King Jeroboam, Abijah became king over Judah. He reigned three years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Micaiah, the daughter of Uriel of Gibeah, and there was a war between Abijah and Jeroboam. Abijah set the battle in order with an army of valiant warriors, 400,000 choice men. Jeroboam also drew up in battle formation against him with 800,000 choice men, mighty men of valor. Then Abijah stood on Mount Zimariam, which is the mountains of Ephraim, and said, Hear me, Jeroboam and all Israel. Should you not know that the Lord God of Israel gave dominion over Israel to David forever to him and his sons by a covenant of salt? 
Yet Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, and the servant of Solomon, the son of David, rose up and rebelled against his Lord. Then worthless rogues gathered to him and strengthened themselves against Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, when Rehoboam was young and inexperienced and could not withstand them. And now you think to withstand the kingdom of the Lord, which is in the hands of the sons of David, and you are a great multitude. And with you are the gold calves with Jeroboam made for you as gods. Have you not cast out the priest of the Lord, the sons of Aaron and the Levites and made for yourselves priests like the peoples of other lands? So that whoever comes to consecrate himself with a young bull and seven rams may be priest of things that are not gods. But as for us, the Lord is our God and we have not forsaken him. And the priests who minister to the Lord are the sons of Aaron and the Levites attend to their duties. And they burn to the Lord every morning and every evening burnt sacrifices and sweet incense. They also set the showbread in order on the pure gold table and the lampstand of gold and its, with its lamps to burn every evening. For we keep the command of the Lord our God, but you have forsaken him. Now look, God himself is with us as our head and his priest with sounding trumpets to sound the alarm against you. O children of Israel, do not fight against the Lord God of your fathers, for you shall not prosper. But Jeroboam caused an ambush to go around behind them. So they were in front of Judah, and the ambush was behind them. And when Judah looked around, to their surprise, the battle line was at both the front and the rear. And they cried out to the Lord, and the priests sounded the trumpets. Then the men of Judah gave a shout, and as the men of Judah shouted, it happened that God struck Jeroboam and all Israel before Abijah and Judah. And the children of Israel fled before Judah, and God delivered them into their hand. Then Abijah and his people struck them with a great slaughter, so 500,000 choice men of Israel fell slain. Thus the children of Israel were subdued at that time, and the children of Judah prevailed, because they relied on the Lord God of their fathers. And Abijah pursued Jeroboam and took cities from him, Bethel with its villages, uh, Jashana with its villages, and Ephraim with its villages. So Jeroboam did not recover strength again in the days of Abijah, and the Lord struck him and he died. But Abijah grew mighty, married 14 wives, and beget 22 sons and 16 daughters. Now the rest of the acts of Abijah, his ways and his sayings, are written in the annals of the prophet Edu. So um, this is, uh, and by the way, this is another illustration of life. Um, mm -hmm. We learned, remember we learned about Solomon? Mm -hmm. He had learned from his dad, David, how to follow God. I'm going to approach okay. it as if I'm a little kid. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to pray that you give me a hearing heart to follow you to discern between good and things that aren't going to be good. Mm -hmm. um, and he learned that because David spent the time to disciple, you know, think of discipling him, uh, connecting right. him with God, because his, his conversation at that moment wasn't, well, David said, he's talking to God. Why? Because he's learned to talk to God. Mm -hmm. It's kind of cool. Okay. So he's got two sons, Rehoboam and Jeroboam. Mm -hmm. What hadn't Solomon taught them? How to really seek God. Yeah, that, that he didn't spend any time mm -hmm. teaching them mm -hmm. how to be in the same spot he was as the kings and leaders of Israel uh, and 
together keep seeking God, have the same heart, act as if you don't know, and seek God's answer, and then God will lead you to the very, very best. Well, he didn't do that. Okay, now, mm-hmm. was that God's will? No. No. In fact, I think back to Deuteronomy 6 yeah. and how God commanded his, his children to continue to teach their children and their children and to keep his law at the front and to keep that relationship at the front Yeah, it was, and it, the importance of the generations handing that down. Yeah. Okay. So was that God's will? No. Well, how come that happened? Because it was through Solomon's choice. Mm-hmm. He stopped following God. And see, God doesn't say, well, you're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to force you to follow me. See, see, it doesn't work that way. It's always by imitation. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can then carry out the essence of your life based on your choice of do you want to follow God or not. And Solomon, mm-hmm. at the end of his life, didn't. He right. says, he says I don't, I'm not going to. And he didn't. And he didn't teach his sons to. So Jeroboam and Rehoboam, his two sons, um, basically have bad people around them. Mm-hmm. And Jeroboam decides, I can conquer Rehoboam, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be the guy, and he does. And so he, he conquers Rehoboam. And so now it's Jeroboam uh, of Israel, and that's really, think of the ten nations of Israel, and the two nations of Judah is uh, now through Abijah. Um, okay. And... Uh, Jeroboam having, or yeah, Jeroboam having conquered Rehoboam. So he's gone. It's now just Jeroboam. Uh, hey, I'm going to take over Judah. Mm-hmm. I'm coming after you. And it says he's got 800,000 men. And how much does Abijah have? 400,000. Wow. So by mm-hmm. definition, and the way war generally worked, what's going to happen to Abijah? He should have been completely defeated because he was outnumbered two to one. There's no way you can win, which Mm -hmm. is why Jeroboam went after it, is I've got you, and I'm coming after you. Okay. Uh, Jeroboam, or Abijah, has a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, And he he goes to God and and is reminded of certain things, and which is able to speak against Jeroboam, but what does he fundamentally tell Jeroboam? You're not going to win. How come? Because God's with me. <laughs> because because there's a truth mm-hmm. that you and I both underneath it all know that has been written in Deuteronomy, written in, mm-hmm. in uh, the scriptures that say God is loyal to the covenant. Mm-hmm. And if we follow him, we're going to be blessed, protected, and maintained. And I know that to be true. Why? Because it's written. Mm-hmm. Okay, where? In the in the scriptures that he understood and he processed with. So Abijah, by definition, is a student of the word. Right. And Jeroboam is not. And Jeroboam is not. I've rejected that. Mm-hmm. And not only have I rejected it, but now I've, I've built idols, calves. Mm-hmm. I'm following mm-hmm. Baal. And I've gone away from God and worshiping uh, what hmm. the people around me have, have worshiped. And I've accepted that. So I'm not even worshiping God anymore. I'm not seeking God at all. And I've decided what I'm going to do. And because I'm stronger than you, I'm going to come after you. Right. Uh, and, well, and, and he even says, you know, that you know, 
we have not forsaken God. You have, right. <laughs> you know, in verse 10, he basically yeah. is that he calls him out, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. And he says, uh, because of the truth of it, um, I start there with him. And we talked about this before. I start with logos. What mm-hmm. has already been written? What has already mm-hmm. been spoken by God? Since that's true, now, um, and I can stand on that truth, and God, you promised that truth. Mm-hmm. How does that apply to me in the, my situation right now? Mm-hmm. And God tells him, I'm going to uh, ga- have you gain victory. You can have confidence that you can stand up. And actually what I want you to do, I want you to tell Jeroboam, mm-hmm. if I was you, <laughs> I'd turn to God and you too can be blessed. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you're going to get defeated. And it's your choice. And I'm the messenger of God. And so now think of God's heart toward Jeroboam. What was it? He wanted him to repent. He wanted him to be walking with him. And he wanted to be able to bless him and the nations he was in charge of. Yeah. So see, it wasn't like, well, that's it. It's like, well, why don't you give him an invitation? My invitation, mm-hmm. and by the way, Abijah, you're the messenger. Why? Well, you're, you're the only one standing there that can give him the message. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, by the way, don't worry about the outcome. Don't worry about his choice. You just present the opportunity for him to repent. And by the way, I, if he does, I'll bless him. Right. Tell him how great that's going to be. If he doesn't, he's going to get defeated. And mm-hmm. Abijah stands up and says, I'm telling you reconsider what you're about ready to do <laughs> because if you don't you're going to get defeated and you're going to lose your life and your men are going to lose your life and by the way these are the children of israel so mm-hmm. they're, they're god's children that that they're going that are going to get killed because of god's will because he said i i can't alter truth i can't alter justice uh but if i was you i wouldn't do it and i and what is right. Jer- jeroboam says no nah, i don't i don't believe any of that I'm coming after you. Okay, they do. They start the war. Now, by the way, the way the war won, and we can, if you remember, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, pictures uh, in uh, the Revolutionary War in America, mm-hmm. the British and the and the Americans. They would line. Right. They would line up, and you're there, and my lines here, and we're just coming after each other. Are pictures of the Civil War, the North and the South, mm-hmm. line up. And we're coming after each other. And that's how they did war. So uh, the 800,000 men line up and the 400,000 men line up. Okay, let's go. They start and guess what happens? Jeroboam does something that nobody's ever done before. What did he do? Sets an ambush. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Goes around behind. Ah. So he's basically surrounding them now. Instead of us just going like normal, mm-hmm. I've got a bunch of guys that I sent behind you that you didn't know, and I've got gotcha. you. Right. Uh, it was clever, and and by the way, great strategy that other other military people ultimately used. But mm-hmm. um, I've got this great human strategy that's going to win. Now it's a surprise. Mm-hmm. It wasn't God said, "Hey, they're going to ambush you. Get ready." It's it's a surprise, and something happens. Mm-hmm. What did uh, Abijah then do when that surprise happened? He cried out to the Lord, and the priests sounded the trumpets. <laughs> Father, uh, 
what do you got to say about this? Mm-hmm. And God says, don't worry. It doesn't matter. My mm-hmm. answer is my answer. It stands up. You you believe it and watch what's about ready to happen. Right. And yeah, I know it's a surprise to you. I don't want you to go figure this out on your own. Right. It's just... Watch me be God. <laughs> what, with this surprise that I wasn't expecting, what now? Mm-hmm. Stay the course. I got this. Uh, I know it's a surprise to you, and I'm mm-hmm. glad you asked me because I don't need you, want you, or, or asking you to do anything other than just stay there mm-hmm. and let me do it. He did, and he wins. Okay, so at the end of it, um, 500,000 of the hmm. Israelites get defeated, killed. Right. Uh, Jeroboam loses his life ultimately. Mm-hmm. So everything that God said, if you, if you follow me, I'm going to bless you. If you choose not to, I'm going to curse you. Right. And you're going to have and we the, see con- that playing out. the yeah. consequences of it. And, and they did. And the difference between Abijah and Jeroboam was really simple. Abijah said, I know that your word is true. What have you got to say about this? Mm-hmm. Jeroboam said, I don't believe that your word is true and I don't care. And I'm doing what mm-hmm. I want to do. And God said, well, you're going to see the difference between those two positions. Right. And, and he kind of did the aren't I clever too. Aren't I clever, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, So that the outcome was based upon their heart for God. And even in the middle of, of uh, a situation where there's no shot mm-hmm. at victory, God supernaturally can say, because you believe what I've said and what I've now told you, stand in faith, don't be afraid, and let me fulfill what I'm about ready to do for you. Why? Because mm-hmm. I have an answer for your problem. Uh, and it's rooted in the word. That you, so you can stand yeah. on. And, and we'll talk more about that. So that, um, and that's why when we, we talked about Psalm 143, cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning. Mm-hmm. Cause me to hear your loyalty to the covenant. Well, I'm starting with that. Right. I got a problem, but you're going to bless me to make me a blessing. How is that going to work? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you have to say about that? You know, so it's just a great example of the difference between one that was in relationship with God mm-hmm. and one that chose not to be. Right. And the privilege of if you stay with me, my will will deliver to you my answers and, and isn't going to be isn't it going to be grand. So I would encourage everybody to, to actually come to have to make that decision is that if there's, if there's repentance needed, well, then repent and mm-hmm. repent is just simply coming back. You know what? Right. I haven't been doing this very well. I've been acting on my own. I'm sorry. I'd like to go with you. He said, great. Welcome back. I now can bless you even when you're in the path of destruction. Mm-hmm. I can halt all that and give you now beauty. Uh, and so make that choice. If I and was that you, starts right then, right yeah. then, if I was you, I'd, I'd go with me. So that, so Abijah did and what a great example of that. So we'll, uh, we'll pick up the next story, but uh, it, again, it's just a, it's just is thrilling to uh, keep seeing the beauty of walking with God. Absolutely. Thanks so much for sharing today. And thank you for joining us, everyone. If you have questions, send them in at questions at afjministry.com or put them up on the YouTube and we will be glad to um, to bring them to the podcast and talk about them. Hope yeah. you have a wonderful afternoon. Yeah. See you soon. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See. 
your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.